You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Hannibal After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Hannibal After Show. Hey, yeah, do that. Oh, there it is right there. Feel that? That's where I live, right there. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Hannibal After Buzz After Show. We're listening to Hall and Oates seeing Maneater, which is not for Hannibal. Because uh, nobody ate anybody this okay. episode. I, we, when, this when, is an argument. internal argument we had because I chose this song. Maneater, which would imply that there was the eating of a man. But Randall didn't eat anybody. He tore him apart, yes. but he didn't eat nobody. I, I get that it's like an animalistic type of song, but ultimately eating is Are a title. Are you guys title. my song? He's an animal. I don't know. I'm just saying. What song What song would you have chosen? I, I was told by Joe Braswell that we had a song, so I didn't go looking for one. Do you hate the song too, Julia? A little bit. <laughs> Do you hate the song, Nando? Uh, I I liked it back when I was oh, two years I, old. I like the song. I don't like the I don't the like, choice. Yeah, Roya, what do you think? I like it. Thank okay. you very oh. much. She did not see the episode though, oh, no. so it doesn't really tie into the episode. Exactly. And she just wants us to start the show <laughs> at this point. And, and Roya was born the year the Hondos broke up. So. <laughs> <laughs> She's like Holland. Who? I don't understand where they're where are they taking the oats? Is it is it like Quaker who's oats? Holland, who's Holland? Who's Holland? Holland the oats? <laughs> Oh, uh, we have a show to start. <laughs> yeah, we should do Hannibal, that. Hannibal, After Woo! Buzz, After Show. Yes. Uh, this episode is called... Shia Zukana. Shia Zukana. Shia Zukana. I don't know. Shizakana. Right. Shizakana. Shizakana. Kana. Yeah, I don't know. There you go. That would have been a good song. Shizakana, we think, is usually a hot pot dish. That's all I could find. <laughs> so you do with that what you will. It, right. it is pictured with uh, lobster or crawfish and some sort of a noodle of some sort in a broth. It looks okay. delightful. It does look delightful. Yeah. Oh, uh, you have but, a picture there? So no. The no. crawfish, yeah. though, is interesting because, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a the crustacean sort of shelly thing. Kind of reminds me of the exoskeleton that Randall had. So maybe it's that's the... I feel like we're stretching at that. I, I Really? Grasping at straws. All right. What a very interesting episode. Um, this time. I, I think it should have been called Joe Filippo's Right, Will's Gray, He's Not a Hero Anymore. Uh, and the internet uh, seemed to agree go. with me a little no, bit. No, I think the internet was a little bit more on my side there. I don't think so. Numbers numbers seem to skew my way. Uh, Mercifully, well, I was gone you gotta go back to the this conversation. We had a really in-depth conversation about Will being a hero versus an anti-hero. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I just said great character. Just he's, he's no longer the shining poor Will on the hill. I think he's uh, he, he's, he's he's changed. He's now okay. he's, well. He's definitely changed. Well, he's, yeah. listen, he's definitely transformed. He's definitely changed. But I don't know what is well. It's a debate of whether or not he's a hero or an antihero. I'm saying that up until when he put the gun to to Hannibal's face mm-hmm. and decided not to pull the trigger, he's no longer a hero as of that moment. Oh, you mean a few episodes back? Yeah. Ah, okay. 
And this has been, and th- to me, that's the that's the change. That's the that's the 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 fork in the road where where now Will's been going down a different path, and right. clearly we're we're uh, we're seeing where this is going. Now. Well, we talked about this when I was here a couple of weeks ago. He clearly wanted when Hannibal said, "Don't you want to see how this ends?" And he he does want to see how this whole thing plays out, and he does want to. I mean, and we we learned last episode the reason why he's sort of with Hannibal is he's the only guy who sort of understands him and helps him sort of work cathartically work through these thoughts that he's thinking. Um, and feeling, but at the same time, he still wants to get Hannibal, right? Like, he still yeah. wants Hannibal dead. Well, this is, this is ultimately a discussion we had last week, is that you have the gun in someone's face, and you don't kill them, and you know that they are essentially the devil, they're going to continue killing people. My belief is that when you don't pull the trigger in that situation, you are no longer a hero. You are now, uh, at, at, at best, a gray character, because you've chosen your, your well-being over that of every other person that Hannibal could kill, influence, yeah. whichever. Well, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you this, and then we should definitely tie it into the episode. Okay. Uh, well, when we last left Will and Hannibal, uh, you know, Hannibal had his hand on the gun, uh, that Will was about to shoot. And he and he pretty much stopped, like you said, stopped Will He's, from he, shooting. He got his thumb between there the hammer still, and the barrel. Yeah, there was still that. There was still that. The lack of he didn't click yet. I I rewatched it. I didn't see the click. He pulled the trigger. He, he did pull the, the trigger. trigger. And, okay. and Hannibal even then admits I didn't to watch it. it. Yeah, 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 they talk about it in an episode. Yeah, he, he, but yeah. he definitely he, he definitely goes back in there and he says and he says I regret not doing that. So he definitely got to live out his uh, fantasy, his uh, desire. To kill in this episode, finally at the end of, of this episode. So, so yeah, I will seem. give you that. So so it would seem. So there definitely is, and and based on the preview for next week as well. He did it with his hands. Yes. So. Um, I'm just very happy because I found out my notes but, are my notes are on my phone as well as my computer. So when my computer dies, I have my phone. Well, this is wonderful news. We <laughs> should talk about the episode. All right, sorry. So <laughs> that's a good point. Is that Lemieux? Oh, hey. Oh, hey. Hey, Lemieux. Hey, this is a record for us. This is five minutes and 35 seconds into five? the show. We're about to talk about it. Right. I know, okay. right? Yes. Except we have a full panel today, and I'm excited about it. I know. We're all, in, <laughs> we're all here. <laughs> we're all here. Steve's we're, excited about all, so many we're shows. We're apparently a little bit excited about this it, right he's now. He's excited about the show. Nobody I, got digmatized and stayed home. We're already <laughs> There's no animal. digmatization Not yet. this episode, Not yet. unfortunately. Not yet. Okay. All right. No, six minutes in, and now we can start the show. Okay. So, um, yeah. So w- the show opens with a very cool sort of uh, dream sequence, and you now we we're, we're used to these. I want to say actually, this episode was the cinematography was particularly amazing in this episode. It's, it's always good, mm-hmm. but man, what a beautiful episode! This was just shot beautifully. Well, done. I loved the the white canvas throughout the whole yes. thing of of this fresh snow that's always marred by yeah, this the, the gruesome blood, and, blood right. and body parts. Um, sort of reminiscent of the blank canvas that was once Will's brain uh, and is now oh, marred oh, by him. Oh, boy, I love that. You like that? I like Can that. I get one. a little deep? Yeah, that's good. Thanks, guys. Uh, so this, I'm talking about this dream sequence because it's, a, it's very much that it maybe gets into what you're getting at, Joe, which is getting to the psyche of Will and what he's actually thinking. Throughout the season, we've seen these Will from, you know, whether it's him, Will in the stream or, you know, Will become, Will the, uh, the horned beast that is Hannibal. Uh, being eluded by Will through season one, him finally seeing who Hannibal is, uh, all, 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 the last, end of last season, this season, him sort of trying to remember things like by fishing in the stream. So now all that's done. He's out. He's clear. And now all he can seem to think about still is, uh, the reckoning, the, this, this reckoning with Hannibal. And it very much is, seems very specific as to how he wants this to go down. I mean, I like the, the imagery of this rope around Hannibal's neck and, and body, and it's very, very elaborate pulley system. I mean, it seems like a very Hannibal Lecter-esque uh, contraption, 
you know, that, that, he, that, he, that he's imagining. But what's more important is that, that, that exchange that they had, that beautiful exchange they had within the, within the dream, um, talking about with Will very much in control <laughs> and Hannibal not in control. And to me, that sort of signified what I think, the way I think Will views this. I think Will has views, views this opportunity to to talk to Hannibal and get with Hannibal as him taking the upper hand and really sort of tur- turning the tables on Hannibal and then ultimately killing him. That's what I got from the, from the, from the top of that. I don't know. Did you get that? Did you get something else? Uh, get- it, <clears throat> excuse me. In that scene, absolutely. I feel that's, that's how he views this, but it's a dangerous game. They're both playing. Sure. And I can't tell in, in, Real life scenes, yeah. who is who's pulling the strings? Who's the puppet master here? Yeah, and I think they both think that they are in control. And um, <clears throat> excuse me, what's happening to me? Sorry. Right. And uh, uh, I, I think it's they're just playing with fire here. Right. I don't know. Joe, I, I feel it's very almost meta. I mean, like I, I feel like we root for Will, and at this point, I don't feel like we ought to be rooting for Will. I think why that, not? Well, I feel like we we're crossing over into a place where where. Uh, I, it's it's not a matter of Hannibal. Hannibal's not manipulating Will anymore into doing there into being a part of the therapy. He's not manipulating him any longer into um, pretending that he doesn't know what's going on. He's not manipulating Will any longer in in that he's not he's no longer covering up who he is for Will. Right. Will's got to the bottom of all of this, sure. and he's still in therapy with Lecter. He still goes in there every Monday. I don't know what day it is, and has a, has a session yeah. now. And, and in those sessions. We're discussing Will's issues, Will's problems. Right. Margot comes to his house and says, "Hey, you know, let's let's talk about." It. So I I find in that dream that I, I almost feel like I'm supposed to be rooting for Will, but I don't feel that any longer. I feel like we have two, uh, we have two almost uh, not quite equals, but I think Will's on his way, uh, and and I feel like Lect- like Lecter's almost letting him go a little bit. Like there's a little bit of like, uh, let's see where this goes. I don't feel like anybody's as in control. As, yeah. as well, I think the relationship has been muddied a little bit. Before it was <clears throat> for his therapist and his patient, but now we see the dynamic of the two of them, and it's it's a bromance. It's, it's a bromance. I mean, there yeah. was a whole a whole full, confession full of love in that well, yeah. in that dream. Yeah. Sequence. I definitely want. Yeah, no one yeah. can be fully aware of another human being unless they love them. Well, that and and also through that love, we allow our beloved. To see their potential and the yeah. fact that he kept using the word beloved, right? Uh, yeah. well, I yeah, actually, it's, it's actually a little more than a bromance, but go ahead. Yeah, well, I actually, what I loved about that, I, I loved the the language that Hannibal was using in this dream sequence. I definitely loved, you know, like you, you pretty much said the lines that whole that whole monologue yeah, about no one can be fully aware. Yeah, I wrote the whole thing down too because it was beautiful and, and, and yeah. expressing I really that had love, to, like break it down in my head and sure. study that for yeah. a minute. And when you express that love, our beloved's potential becomes true, and and, and it's pretty much Hannibal calling Will his beloved. Yeah, uh, I actually feel like this was kind of like a really weird sex dream in a way. You know, yeah. if you okay. if you think about it, it, really was kind of like he's sleeping and he's fantasizing about Hannibal in this dream, and he's and there's a little S and M obviously involved. He's and got him was... trapped, and there's a sag pulling. There's a sag which is Will. Uh, pulling him and then seeing Hannibal turn into that stag mm-hmm. as well. There's, yeah. there's a lot of that. And then there was the release at the end. Not to get too graphic. Oh, no, not to get yeah. too graphic. But too late. Uh, that, that, that one line also uh, that really says a lot. It's just Will really wrestling with all of this, intellectualizing it, trying to figure out, just saying, you know, when Hannibal said, must I denounce myself as a monster while you still refuse to see the one growing inside you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Which was, like, perfect for that whole analogy. Well, let, let me let me also go one step further with it. Will is not the stag. Will is harnessing the stag. Will feels like he's in control of the stag. Yeah. And he is not. And that is ultimately, I think, 
Uh, I, I think that's part of the, the metaphor that, that you know, when, when, and I didn't really pick up on it until you said it. But he's the stag is pulling, but Will is not the stag. Will is standing. He's yeah. there. Mm. Well, I look, I, 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 I think everything you guys said all, all makes sense to me. I think it's definitely, you know, Fuller talked about this sort of romance and how this would grow and how this is sort of a, you know, this is a pseudo relationship. These guys are in love with each other. And, you know, he said, you know. If, he said these are two straight men. He's very interested in the, in, in the idea of these two straight men who have this sort of affection for each other and, and this dynamic. Um, and I think in this, in this episode specifically, in the, in the back half of the season, we're seeing how this relationship manifests itself. Um, and, and there's some very telling moments of that later in the episode, which I'll talk about. But mm-hmm. as regards in regards to the dream, I, I I really do believe this is Will. I think Will is in control. I think Will is. I've always thought that Will is. You know, using this partially—it's—it's it's a dual purpose for him. He a—he—he he gets to get what he gets from Hannibal in, in terms of learning about himself and learning what it's like. And, and he, like Hannibal's a great psychiatrist. Hannibal is a killer. Like Will can have those genuine conversations with him, and he wants that information from Hannibal. But at the same time, he still wants Hannibal got. So he can use this opportunity to manipulate Hannibal and then get his re- reckoning. And I think that this is all really about Will taking control. Like Hannibal the whole, the whole time, you know, pulling the puppet strings and being the puppet master. I think Will is using this opportunity to do that for himself. And that's kind of what... Um, that, and now whether or not whether or not he's successful, whether or not he really is in control, whether or not Hannibal still has upper hand, that 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 uh, remains to be seen. Hold on, let me have something to say. Um, can I just put some like little pieces together real quick here? Because yes. I, I really love this show, and I don't get to talk on the after show very often. <laughs> um, I just really like how the writing has gone through these three episodes or these, this past episode into this episode. Yep. When you look at everything and what's happening, they use the animal in the cage metaphor and the de- and the rebirth through death. And then the animal emerging from the body. Yes. And right now you see you see Peter is being encouraged to murder somebody. And this is kind of what happens in this episode. And Hannibal's kind of teasing him to up to this T when he grabs the hammer. He teases him, doesn't let him murder somebody, but he's going to. And then he wants to know Peter wants to do that. And then he sets him up in the end of this episode. But we see Peter being rebirthed as the stag through committing death. You're talking about Will. Oh, you mean Will? Will, yes, yes. sorry. I'm yeah. totally, oh, okay. I keep saying Peter because okay. I think of, yeah. That's right. Um, he's being rebirthed as a murderer, or as a serial killer, through killing, as well as the animal is coming through him like the bird came through the body. He is now becoming the stag. And I like to see how Hannibal is working this around because we get such a comparison between Will and um, the the guy this night, it's Randall this, this Randall, week, right? Yes. Randall, with Randall had his problems, but Randall was kind of evolving into this murderer, and Hannibal helped him along. And now we're seeing how Hannibal is helping uh, Will along into this murderer he is now becoming. Absolutely. So Hannibal is kind of like the incubator for serial killers. Right. Will talks about that. He says, "He says, how many have there been? Yeah, yeah, how many are there? And and also, he's, he's also harboring Margot. What was pretty interesting, mm. I thought about this. Yeah, exactly. We see the three. We see three different stages of what Hannibal does in raising up these mm-hmm. super serial Absolutely. murderers. Right. We see we see the beginning, how it starts with Margot, which we sort of saw last season with Will, but now we see Will in the middle stages when he's becoming what he's been trained in essence to do. And then we see the aftermath. We see Randall. We see what can become." under the therapy of Dr. Lecter when he raises you up to be this. So we see all the stages of what he does. It's like he's building a super Avengers army of serial killers. Now, I want want to ask you a question real quick. This is the last comment I'll make. I promise. Um, (laughs) Here's the question. When, When Will went back to Hannibal and said, I want to resume my therapy, was he basically saying, 
I want to see how far down this rabbit hole into being a serial killer I can go. Because it seems like he wants to catch Hannibal at the same time. It seems like he really wants that release from power that he admits to this episode. I, 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 well, let me, I, I think that it is, uh, he wants to try to catch Hannibal first and foremost. But I think that he, it's not about him going down, I want to see how far down this rabbit hole I can go. I think that it is, I am this guy. Like, I'm afraid of who I am. I need to understand why I have these feelings. Like, I don't think Will wants to be a serial killer. Will is very aware that he has the need to have, to, have to, to empathize with all these killers. This is why he's able to do that, the uh, pendulum thing. But even what, what, when he almost tried to kill Hannibal and some other times and he, when he killed Hobbs, like he knows what it's like. And so, and he likes it. I think that he's really trying to get to the bottom of that, you know, and, he, and who better to help me to the bottom of that is Hannibal. Let, let me ask you guys a question. Uh, you know, if, if you're a psychiatrist and you want someone, you want someone to make a choice to participate in the game you're playing. And that's what Hannibal wants here. He doesn't want Will anymore to be manipulated. He wants him to choose now. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, it's, it's, all, it, it, it's very Faustian. I want you to choose this. And once you choose it, then we're going to see where it goes. But the, you have to actively pick this. Yeah. And so the, the, the way to make him choose it is to give him confidence that he can take you. To give him confidence that he is up to it mentally. So I'm, I'm, I think that, that a lot of this game has been Hannibal giving this false confidence to Will. Because Will, if he, if he, if he truly understood what, what game Hannibal was playing, he'd have blown his head off with the gun when he had the opportunity. That would have been it. Right. That's my opinion. But at this point, he's given he's given him this this confidence that you can do this, you can take me, you can get to the bottom of this, you can do this. Will you're such a smart, empathetic, interesting, amazing guy, and you can figure this all out. And so Will believes that I think, and he's willing to to go and go down that rabbit hole, like like you said. But I think that what what's interesting to me is number one, he's been sold this bill of goods by Hannibal, and he's took taken the bait. He's now the fish on the line. I mean, the, the metaphor is completely flipped. I'm a good fisherman. Hannibal's a better fisherman. You are on the line, Will. He caught you. Wait a minute. Okay, let me just just so I'm clear. I mean, I hear everything you're saying. I hear everything. Yeah, I hear your theory, Lemuse. But let me. Are you guys theorizing that? That Will is actually a wants to be a serial killer. No, wants to go down this road. No, or wants to see how far he can go. So he's using Hannibal as a I, guy to, to. I mean, I don't. No, I think Will. I think Will went in with with the intention that we all believe he went in with. I'm going to get Hannibal. I'm going to catch him. I'm going to outsmart him. I'm going to outthink him. I'm going to catch him. And I'm saying that he got that confidence to think that way because Hannibal gave him the confidence. Sure. That's what I'm saying. Well, and I'm and I, and and that's what I and why I, I say that's what I'm why I'm well, saying fisherman. I mean Will Graham. Already. Yeah, he was already yeah, a super mastermind. Okay, Will Graham on the street. Like Will Graham was a super empathizing criminal. All right. Like, okay. Crime solving mastermind. So are you going to tell me that you feel like, it was like Hannibal? Made wait. Will Graham. Now you're going to tell me that you feel like this. You? Wait. You're going to tell me. <laughs> I feel like this podcast is turning into Joe Filippo versus the world. I really no, feel I, like I, I, I'm right. Y'all can say we're Filippo's team. You're going to tell me that Will Graham at this point is some sort of super anything. Will Graham is lost. He's completely lost. He, he yeah. he's lost. That. He's not lost. What is, what is the so. worry? What is the worry Jack has about having Will on these cases? Is that he will delve into becoming a serial killer, and they put him in the hands of Hannibal, who is basically the guy to teach people how to become a serial killer. Yeah. So we see the stag growing in form because you really didn't see it that much in season one, and now you see it being more a part of Will's character. So everything that Jack has alluded to, saying like I'm afraid of Will being on these cases because he'll delve into a serial killer. It's slowly happening thanks to Hannibal. Certainly. But the question is, is Will in control of this or not? Is he letting them believe it or not? Hannibal's letting Will believe he is. And that's, that's what my, Joe I was saying. With, I agree with Stephen Lemieux. That is what I'm thinking is going on. Yeah. Hannibal is, is in control. Will thinks he is. Well, what's, what's interesting, I, I, what, what I will concede to that is I think that 
uh, both Will and Hannibal, like I said, this is a this are, these are two super smart adversaries like lining up against each other, chess boards out, and and they're making their moves. I think Hannibal's like, I got him now, and Will's like, I got him now. But they're both equally that's w- wanting to see what the other one's capable of. But and this is my point. You're you're describing what Will thinks is going on, but that is not what's really going on. Okay, hold on for a second. I'm describing what what Hannibal thinks. Hannibal's like, I've got Will. I want to see what happens. Well, because look, at any given Hannibal's Hannibal. At any given moment, Hannibal could kill Will. He could have left him rotting in jail. He could have killed him. He could like he's he's Hannibal. But he but he's like been toying and playing with Will for almost two seasons now. And now he's out. And Will admitted like, yeah, I tried to kill you, MF. What's up? And Hannibal's like, that's cool. But you know what? That's what. <laughs> but here's here's the thing, Joe. Here's what's beautiful about what you're saying. And here's ultimately what you know. It when when Will's redemption eventually comes because we're assuming there'll be a redemption for him sure. that that makes it so brilliant. He is definitely not in 100% control. He's definitely feeling out. We still seem to think that he has a master plan. You definitely think that he's losing it completely. And the thing is that once we figure out whether or not he lost control or whether or not this was part of some bigger plan or whether he had it he had it all along, and we just didn't see it till the very end. That's what's going to make it brilliant. And the beauty, the beauty of this show, actually, in, in, this, in this relationship, is really delving deep into this Will-Hannibal relationship. And I think the fact that we're having this very debate mm-hmm. over, like, well, actually, Hannibal's the guy you know, running the Let- show. And I'm like, Will's running the show. I think that, that is, that's great, because that's probably what When Fuller someone's wants. out of control, we get really wrapped up in wanting to watch that person out right. of control. But, but, well, but what's amazing is once we've realized they were in control the whole time, we're like, oh, my God, it's an amazing skill. Okay, well, and, and, it's just the I think that it's great that we're doing that, that we that we are doing that. But I think mm-hmm. the thing here is is that Hannibal and Will are both in this chess match, and Will thinks he's in control. Hannibal thinks he's in control. At the same time, simultaneously, they're both getting something from each other because Will could easily have taken Hannibal down, and Hannibal could have taken Will down. They've chosen not to do that. Like I said before, in fact, Will even told Hannibal, "I tried to kill you." Hannibal's like, "I know." Yet they're still together, and the main reason is because they love they're each in other. Love. Okay, yes. Joe, we're not. Me and Joe are not saying that we think. <laughs> Will is in control of Hannibal. We're saying that Hannibal is leading Will to believe that he's in control of himself. And he is not. He and is this, not. Okay. Will is and two people. He's the darkness and he's Will. Okay. And Hannibal is one person who is only the darkness. So the darkness is confused. He's telling Will that he can control the darkness when really long before Hannibal's been taken over. I, 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 I can see I can see that. Let, let me toss this out there. In reference to something you said a moment ago, uh, uh, Mr. Nando, you said that, that we love it when the plot reveals that the person we thought was out of control was actually in control. And I really, really hope Desperately, that that does not end up being the case. That would cheapen the entire season. What do you mean? If if it turns out that Will's been playing, you know, Hannibal all along, and and he would never, I, that would cheapen the whole thing. I think that I, I'm I think not, it I'm would, not looking for a dose ex, ex machima to just take over and and us to not understand why. But when when everything gets figured out in the end, when we realize that he did that he he did not lose as much control as you're saying he has. I think there's something to be said for that. Well, I, 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 I agree. I mean, I, it's not, I don't think it'll be a full-blown, like, I never want to kill anybody. Like, hey, guess I what? Along. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, I mean, obviously, we're seeing <clears throat> the dreams. We're seeing Will. We're delving into Will's psyche. It could be a complete betrayal. And it's a dark place. But it'll be a complete betrayal of the yeah, audience. I agree for, with you, yes. So that's, they would and, never do that. And, so and no matter happen. what, this this whole incident is scarring him. This, let me, this There is an effect that's being had on Will right now. Let me ask you guys a question. Uh, Margot and Will have that conversation, which I thought was so. Uh, it, it was almost it was almost a perverse conversation because she comes over and they, you know, do you have whiskey? Yes, okay. And so we're going to talk about Hannibal and 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 we're going to discuss our therapy, respectively, with with this man. And and uh, you know, she says essentially, 
you know, uh, what, what do you think of him as a therapist? And he's, well, you know, he's, he's trying to be kind of, not, you know, right. he's not, he's, he's messing around with it a little bit. She says, uh, you know, I, I told him I wanted to kill my brother, and he told me to try, try again. And and Will, and, and to me, that conversation and Will's posture in it, where he's sitting there sipping his whiskey, very quietly, very small. It was a very, um, it almost seemed perverse. Because well, yeah. it, it, it did not seem like like uh, like a man who was in control of what he wanted and what he needed and what he understood right and wrong to be having a conversation with someone he just met. It felt very much like two uh, very confused, very but but at the same time very savvy people having a, a conversation about someone who was in, pow- in a powerful position in their lives. But neither of them had made a choice. It didn't seem like about Hannibal. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Well, I wanted to jump. I wanted. I mean, you're jumping ahead. I wanted, I wanted to talk about Margot and that whole thing. We, we, we can we can get into Margot now, but if we want to do that, but just to, well, there's, there's there's to answer that. Um, to me, there, yeah, there was a lot there. I mean, I don't. I don't. For me, it was just you know really, uh, you know, Will said it himself when he's like, "What happens when you're the, the immediate next thing after that was Will asking Hannibal, what happens when your patients start comparing notes?" And mm-hmm. he's really referring to Margot, but Hannibal thought he was referring to uh, Randall. to Randall, Randall. but. You know, like they're all in the same gang, like they're all, yeah. they're all the same yeah. crew. And um, it's really for me. What I took from that is that that session was really Margot sort of looking for answers and looking for answers from Will, and Will really just taking in the information. I think Will wanted to very much hear what he had to say. He already peeked at the ledger, knew who she was. He already has the information. He very much wanted to hear what she had to say, and the whole scene was to me kind of sexy. I mean, she, you know, Margot was hot. I would give her some whiskey. Uh, shit. I was going to say, no one you ever know? pulls yeah, up in a Tesla at my good. house and has whiskey and beautiful woman. I, that never happens I mean, to me at all. Know. Well, it's your wife, and also I love. And that's true. My wife would be pissed. But I do love the. I do love the whole. Uh, it's cold outside. Do you have any whiskey? I'm like, right. That's my kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> like no coffee, no tea. It's freezing. You have whiskey? Come on in, baby. You got a fire? I don't care about the fire, baby. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so I, I, I did. I did love that exchange and that brief exchange between Margot because we're getting. Obviously, Margot is the brother of Mason, who we all know is a you know who we now know is is uh, your boy uh, Michael Pitt. Michael Pitt. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna get to see what that is. But uh, yeah, man, I don't know. And we know that she tried to kill him. So uh, we know in the books that he's very disfigured, but in the books Hannibal disfigured him. So I don't know if this means he's gonna come up and you know maybe I don't know. We'll see what. I'm, I'm very interested to see a full full what what, what they do with the Michael Pitt character. But um, anyway, yeah, I love that exchange, Joe. Um, there's a lot of ways to read into it. I think I think the way I read Will's. Will was just sort of taking this whole thing in. I felt like Will again was, you know, he's he's building a you know a database here of like all this Hannibal information. It's like what more? Like it's more like he's got from Doctor D D D Mornay. Demorier, Demorier, We go through this every go. time there she shows go. us. Well, he's got he got that he got that piece of information from her, which they showed in the previews, which I think was very relevant. Yes, he got that piece of information from her. He's got more information as in regards to Randall, hmm. you know, and now he's got this information in regards to his other patients. He's got this sort of dossier of people who are very close to Hannibal, who deal with Hannibal, who really know what this guy's all about. And I think that that's that that's to me is so. I think it's more Will just sort of taking this stuff in and really building his case to be able to more ammunition to be able to. Mentally f with Hannibal. That's that's how I took it. I don't know. What, what, no, I you? absolutely agree with you. I think uh, in that scene, I loved that scene. By Great the way, scene. I agree. I yeah. loved every single second of it. Watched it like three times. Um, uh, uh, I think she. I think she went to him. I think she's a little scared, and yeah. even though she has this facade of this really in control, sassy, yeah. rich woman, I think, I think she went to him as like a. 
is this okay? Like, does he say this to you? Yeah, yeah, is this, yeah, yeah. Is this normal? Should I should I still see this guy? Right. And then to see uh, uh, Will's reaction, just like you said, taking it all in, uh-huh. taking this information. I think that was, uh, it's going to be really relevant to him. And I think it's sort of a game changer for him when he sure. realizes that it's not just him. It's it's what he does. It's, part it's of what he model, does. Which, yeah. which I think he's already kind of putting that together. I mean, Will is a profile. Will, Will is an expert profiler. He's already profiled Hannibal to the nth degree. But now he's building, he's really building a case as to who this guy is because there's so much back there. Like, why is this guy who he is? And, and, and what what is his purpose with all of these different people and mm-hmm. how he how he rolls here? Also, the end of that scene was was also very great when, uh, you know, what, you know, what, what's your relationship to Hannibal? And I tried to kill my brother. He goes, well, I tried to kill Doctor. I tried to kill him. <laughs> yeah. She's like, hmm. You know, uh, did, did, wonder if he said the same thing to you. He said to me, yeah. But he said, did, well, did he deserve it? And he's like, what do you think? What do you think? And that was great. And yeah. she's like, I don't know. Let's have some whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? I love it. I, I really have a, a strong love of characters that have been um, uh, that we've established as detached from a need to make money. I yeah. really, really enjoy mm-hmm. them because I sure. feel like there's a total freedom that the writers Absolutely. have with that character. Yes. Like, and so I, I, for me, like Margot, you know, is this normal that that Hannibal would be this way? I don't think that's her issue at all. She doesn't strike me as someone who cares about what's normal, what's healthy. Not healthy. What's good for you? What's not good for you? What's going to pay the bills? Because the bills are paid. That doesn't matter. Right. So I mean, for for me, I, I think it's interesting when a character like this comes along because if you if you detach people from the money from the money motive, then everything changes. And it's just about experiences. And it's just about uh, I'm I'm curious about this. Well, she obviously leaves a leads a less than normal life. If no you doubt. Her right? Last episode. Well, first of all, her brother is abusing her and and drinking martinis of tears of her own the, tears. The one single tear. <laughs> and. Uh, um, you know, she was talking about how she tried to kill her brother, how the family's capitalizing upon it, going on talk shows, writing books, and uh, and and she's been dehumanized by all of this. Is something sure. that that they that they touch on in this episode. So, I think um, now that she's sort of in the outside world a little bit, maybe removed a bit from her family, yeah. that. Mm-hmm. She's wondering, is this what it's like everywhere? Yeah. Is this what life is like outside? She's a she's a great character. I mean, it's, it's a great way she's into playing it so well. What again, uh, great great way into to, to, to Mason yeah. is it, you know it's, it's a great it's way. Of, up. What they've tried to do with Mason here is to get in through introducing this character Margot and, and getting in through Margot. I love um, what she said about the carnage too. Eighty six thousand head of uh, cattle will die every day. Thirty six thousand yes. pigs, depending on on the on the, uh, on the season. Yeah. Just, and not to mention the personal carnage. Yeah. I, that was just that was just such a it, it just informed her so dramatically yeah. like if, if you had any thoughts about this and it seems like she has then you you feel like you know you get the sense she's carrying around all these these uh these murdered well murdered cattle we're gonna yeah. all enjoy them but um it was it was a fascinating choice well let's, let's stay with margo let's talk, let's go back to that conversation to, to the to the conversation with hannibal and margo like i mean i think that what do we think i mean so you know how do you read their relationship do you is, is it really just hannibal and his uh you know see the professor x of of uh, of serial killers and him, one of one of his gifted serial killers who he's nurturing along and and treating at the same time, or is it? I mean, what is his relationship to um, to Margot? Is it is it is it like you know fatherly like it was with uh, poor Abigail? No, no, I don't think so at all. She's too who's who's still alive, right? Who's still alive? Totally. <laughs> She's totally still guys, alive, guys. Guys, totally alive. come on. There was an empty hole. Mm. Guys. All right. There was there nobody, was an empty thing. Nobody, nobody is on my side. There Just was an empty. Wait. There will be a reckoning. There will be a pointy <laughs> reckoning. Pointy reckoning. So no, what, what's what? Pointy. Uh, no, how do you? Scarlet, never mind. How do you? Uh, I think it's Scarlet Letter with a pointy reckoning. Isn't that Scarlet Letter? I don't remember. I don't remember I either. Remember the A. All right. There will be a pointy reckoning. Okay. Pointy reckoning indeed. Some asking mm. question there, Joe. 
about. <laughs> you can do Sorry. no, no. I mean, but what, how do you, how do you so how do you view this relationship? This Hannibal, where is this going in your opinion? What do you guys think about the Hannibal? Um, we know I like the idea of this new Will um, Margot relationship, but I'm still trying to get in get into Hannibal's head as to what you know what what their relationship is or will be. There's this, anyway, I, I asked a question for one reason. Number one. I feel like I don't trust Mar. I, I want to trust Margot. I like Margot. I don't. I don't trust her yet. So I don't know if I don't know. I don't think she's given us any reason to trust her. All know. we know about her is that she's super, super rich and abused and tried to kill her brother yes. unsuccessfully. That's yes. all we know. But what do you what do you, what do you make of this relate? What, 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 why is she? Why is Hannibal? What's Hannibal's interest in Margot? In your opinion. Well, Hannibal's always so. You know, by the way, it's uh, the Crucible, not not. Uh, All right, it's just, just for just there it is. Um, Wait, it, it'll just get yeah, right. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I, Hannibal's always fun to me when he's seeing patients because it seems like he has such a very clear. Like you can always tell how how he feels about the patient by his degree of boredom. Like what de- to what percentage is Hannibal actually engaged? And you know we had characters last season uh, where he was just got just bored, and I wish you'd just die. And eventually he gets to, he gets around to killing them or having them killed. But um, but with Margot, he seemed in- invested a little bit. He seemed involved, and and you know I, I not as invested in, as involved with, as Will is, and as he's with Will. Pardon me. And it's interesting to, to if you follow his posture with um, with regard to his patience, and you just see you like that that scene with Will where they're both sitting on the desk. You know, I mean, that was that was a completely unique Hannibal posture. You never seen that in Han- with Hannibal having a session, you know. But with Margot, it he's showed a transition of their relationship. Yeah, right. And so, so he's he's more involved. He's more. Uh, you see, it feels more uh, uh, not for more fraternal than paternal. And I think that's the transition. You know, more of a father figure. Oh no, maybe more of a buddy. And it's like this this transition of relationship. It seems like they're having. But with Margot, um, I think he's. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he's drawn her out. He's. He's. But. Uh, but he is involved in her. He seems yeah. invested to some degree. Well, so I mean, he, she must be interesting. It feels like a man. What, what, what do you make of the flesh? I feel like there's some master plan of Hannibal's involved. Well, definitely, definitely, we get to see. I mean, it, she's been very separate from everything else until this episode. Uh, meeting up with Will or, or bumping into Will. So I definitely feel that there is a plan. I mean, I, I really. Loved what Julia said about uh, Hannibal setting up kills for. I mean, someone else on YouTube said that too. Hannibal possibly setting up kills for Will's first kill, which yeah. he technically did with Randall. He did, but you know, it, it almost seems like he's just looking for more bodies to to really. I, I really feel like with Margot, he's really trying to create. You know, I, I'm really curious to see what their relationship's going to be. But Hannibal wants. Well, to I be think it takes there. a certain special kind of someone for Hannibal to choose you and to Absolutely. choose to raise you and train you in yeah. his vision. So I think he takes the first few sessions with them to try to feel them out, see how effed up they really are, and how uh, how susceptible they will be to his manipulation. But you have to be interesting. But you you have, have to be interesting. interesting. And she is not... damn interesting. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Will, and as was Randall, it seems. I thought it was really, I think it was, it was really great. I want to move on to the next thing because we we mentioned on Tom but I do I think mm-hmm. it's really great how we talked about I wonder now how Hannibal will you know now the whole uh, Minnesota strike thing is over and now that you know the the, the uh, Chilton took the fall so bodies Hannibal can't be racking up body count now anymore because the, you know will they'll sniff them right out but yet the show still has you know these killers every episode so part of that is like I said maybe it is Hannibal has to find out a way to to kill. So with between Will and, and all these other people he has, he's always, you know, finding ways to get other people setting up kills for Will maybe or, you know, encouraging Randall or there's always some way Hannibal still has his hand in, you know, sort of feeding his beast. I don't think there's any way I mean, you know, I think Hannibal has the faculty to completely 
to 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 kill as the Minnesota Shrike, or he can kill uh, not as the Minnesota Shrike. Right. You know, I mean, he can he can set it up however he wants to sure. set it up. He has the, the faculty to do that. I, I want to um, get into. Uh, I want to I want to move on because I want to get back into we we want to talk about Randall and this and, and the whole uh, thing there. So I mean, I, you know, very, interesting <laughs> interesting way to cure. First of all, again, back to the cinematography. Very well shot. Uh, scary episode for me. Um, all, all the things, the, the the imagery of people being ripped apart on primetime television. I'm just shocked what they're able to get away with. Uh, I just with, love on, that they never TV. showed the full the full creature. Yeah, you know, that really added a, a, an extra exactly. layer of of heart. Pounding scariness. It was a suit of some sort, and it's kind of like you know, it, it was exoskeleton, exoskeleton, fossils. yeah, and the shadows and the animal. Ah, where's my super suit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and at the top, and at the top, the first kill that that some of that pan up to the moon is some sort of beast, and I like the so I, I, I do. And by the way, I should say I love Jeremy Davies in general, and I love oh. that, that he's back. That he's here on this show. Can't get enough I love, of him. I love that he figured a way to bring him what back. A as great a, character he's created. Oh my god, he's, mm. he's, so he's my guy. I love him and justified tortured. and. Oh, he, yeah. he let me hold his Emmy. I'm, I'm name dropping, but yes. Oh, he's my oh, boy. Yeah. Yes. He's your main man, so to speak. Oh, <laughs> Emmy, but like, uh, you know, I did it. Uh, so, <laughs> really back to Jeremy Davies. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, but that scene with Jeremy and Will was also very cool. I like that the, the, when, when the whole bear. I think there's something to the whole bear and the wolf thing, right? It's mm-hmm. just like it could be bear and wolf. Well, can they hunt together? They could be trained to hunt together. You know, it could be both of them. And it just made me think of like the Hannibal. It's, it's the bear and the wolf is Hannibal and Will to me. Like because he's t- telling that story <laughs> about you know these people killing together uh, and can they kill together? Because they're told, told they're, they don't. They have two different ways of doing this, but. Uh, they can be, they can be trained to do that, and, and also the thing at the end, uh, you know, it, it's not an animal because an, only humans kill for no reason. Ha, you know, animals kill for a reason. It made me think a lot about um, how you always say, and how how, how Doctor Bedelia de Maurier yes. said about talked about his person suit, and it made me sort of wonder: Is Hannibal an animal trying to create this person suit while huh. he has his 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 Randall patient, yeah. who is a man, and he's trying to have him create an animal suit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just really interesting. It was really interesting. Yeah, the whole, the whole, that whole dichotomy between like the the, the man stuck, stuck inside the animal, or the animal stuck inside the man. Yeah. there was a lot to, to that. Um, I mean, the murders themselves were very gruesome and grisly, and I do enjoy some of the Jack and the and the and the, and the, and the Price and Zeller stuff. But um, I did also really like the conversation with when with Will. And Randall and 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 Jack, when when Randall was like, I used to think I was this other thing, but now I know who I am. He didn't say which side he was though. <laughs> he like his he. Well, I think the quote looks like, I know who I am now. Yeah. Do you? But do you're right. Think... He doesn't come down one way or the other. But but, but yeah. it's like, oh yeah, you're the beast. <laughs> yeah. Like, no I'm question. I'm now. I figured it out. <laughs> um, you, the scene right before that, we saw Hannibal talking to him and sort of coaching him that's sort of how it left him like they will find you you have to do exactly what i say do you think he coached him to say these key words and key phrases to tune in to to uh to will there's no there's no doubt in my mind that whatever whatever happened whatever uh randall did was a direct result of what hannibal you know manipulated him Mm. to do so you should go see will will's your kill whatever i mean whatever that is he he was responsible no he set it up and and here's my question about that yeah you know Hannibal obviously leads Jack to Randall, uh, steers the investigation in that direction, knows exactly who did it from the beginning, goes to Randall, has his has his talk with Randall, which seems very paternal. I mean, he really does seem paternal. He does seem to have a father's love for him a little bit. Um, but he clearly is setting him up. Um, 
there's there's zero question about that. And I, I, I don't get the sense that he needs to do it. It's a choice. Yeah. Do you think that he wanted Randall to kill Will, or do you think he really wanted to see what would happen? I think I think I think everything's about seeing what would happen. I don't think that for one moment because Hannibal was there the whole time. I don't think for I don't think for one moment that Hannibal would allow Randall to kill Will, but I don't know. Like Hannibal, Hannibal just is sort of like he's, he's this guy who sort of winds everyone up and puts him in a cage and he sort of watches. Even that was a total real life personification that you want Hannibal in the shadows. You know he's there. Will's got the gun. Here comes old what's his name? Like what's going to happen? Like he he just he's like oh this is fun. Give me my popcorn. Like I've I've created this moment. I think that Hannibal's really all about finding out what happens in these situations. I know that I, I feel certain that he felt that uh that Will would survive this attack. Maybe I mean that moment that that fatherly uh conversation he had with Randall before he was went before the FBI came to question him. He that seemed was a cre- so That's the creepiest conversation by oh, the way. Yes, I want to talk about, about that. the scalp and his teeth with the hair like well, comets. He seems so proud oh. of this perfect artist that he created. It was yeah. pure artistry and that's what Hannibal I think is a, a lot about is creating art. Maybe he was finished. Maybe yes. his project was finished. There was nothing more he could do with him. He had reached the pinnacle of what he could be, and so let's get rid of him. There is something to be said about that. I did get the you're, you're spot on with that because I did get the sense of you know Hannibal is this guy. He's this lover of these of music and, and music and harpsichord and composing these wonderful dishes and art and fine art and all those things. He's a very refined guy. Uh, his, his, he when he meets these serial killers, he has a kind of a combination of curiosity and admiration. Like, like he said, with the guy, I love your work, the eye guy, yeah. you know, but this conversation <laughs> was really, really just bone chilling to me because, like, you, you know, when he says, uh, I know what you did, what I do is like, you bore screams, like a sculptor bores dust from a beating stone. I was like, oh, yeah, it's like so very you much. You bored them out. Yes. Like you, you, yeah. You bore screams like a sculptor bores dust Oof. from a beating <laughs> stone. From beating mm. stone. Wow. And then he, 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 he the, you know, Randall's like, yes, ragged bits of scalp trailing from their hair like comets. And Hannibal says, beautiful. Beautiful. I was like, ah. <laughs> so so that to me, the question then eventually becomes inevitably. So, so uh, Hannibal, who is, as I have said before, in control. So Hannibal is choosing... Which of these two guys is going to continue? Essentially, right? Well, I think now, he's I, done. So, so I mean, well, that's the question, right? So, so if you look at it from from Hannibal's point of view, has Randall provided? Has Randall become all that he can become? Yeah. Okay. So, so if we look at it as, as you know, as 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 a father, if he's trying to bring these 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 people to their full potential, if your desire, if your mental illness is, you are an animal. And you want to find that, you want to, you know, explore that completely. Can we say at this point that Randall, that 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 that, that Hannibal can look at Randall and go, "You've done all you can do, so now I'm gonna I'm gonna stick you on Will and see if the last thing that you can do is help him become what he needs to become." Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I, I like that. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll buy that. Is that like the that. deal? Yeah, that's nice. Okay, every, so then, every now and then you get one right. All right, so then, <laughs> so then, <laughs> so then <laughs> let's so, right there. then let me ask you another question. Uh, so let, let, let's talk about God because uh. we do talk about God in this episode. Yeah, yes. we do. And, which was and, interesting. And he said he collects uh, church collapses. Now, mm. let's, let's, let's pause for a second. Who collects church collapses? Apparently, the, the, Hannibal does. That, that, that phrase, you know, he's like, you know, I collect church collapses. I was like, huh? What? But you know, Hannibal, because you know, but, sixty-five no, I, grandmothers, right? Yes. The, the, the facade yeah. fell down, kills yeah. sixty-five yeah. grandmothers, right? Yes. And what was God's point of view about that? Yes. 
right? Eh, well, he must he must like it. He must enjoy it. He well, must be setting this all up. But it's, it's, well, there's, there's clearly wasn't well, that he drawn a correlation between himself and God? And I mean, obviously, yes. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's a guy who kills people and eats them. So I mean, he, he definitely has a, a certain level. Like Will said at the very beginning of the episode, you know, which was also a very chilling conversation with Hannibal. Uh, he says, which was also a very sort of. You know, back to that very almost sexual conversation between between Hannibal and Will. That conversation of like, you know, do you when they're sitting there and he's like, you know, do you still fantasize about killing me? And he's like, yes. And he's like, well, how? He says, I I, I fantasize doing with my hands. You know, no, he's no, I'm sorry. He said, I you fantasize about killing me with your hands. And the way he said that, and the way Will answered that, it felt so intimate and so like. Uh, a conversation not about killing each other. It felt a conversation that felt like a very much like talking about sexual fantasies as opposed to talking about uh, murderous fantasies, which is that line they blur there between these things. But um, but 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 through that con- in, my, in my opinion, I don't know. No, but but through that conversation, um, you know, getting, getting back to what you're saying about the, the the playing God thing, Will has that moment where he says uh, it it felt like quiet power. You know, that felt like, what, did, what did you feel? You know, when you when you when, you, when, when you're killing, right? Hmm. And what would that make you? It's, it's quiet. It's, it's like a quiet power, and that is at, at the heart of I think Hannibal's like yes, and it's kind of like that's what it feels like. And in that moment, they were like, you know, that was their sort of uh, foreplay, if you will, in that moment. But the point is, it's all about power, and Hannibal feels it on a great godlike grand scale. And you know, and then he's really wanting to help Will fulfill that. Let me let me toss one last thing out because I think yeah. this is worth tossing out. If Hannibal had sat down with Will two seasons at the beginning of season one and said, "Here's what killing feels like. You'll really like it. It's going to make you feel a quiet power. It's going to bring you closer to your creator. It's going to give you an intimacy and and a, and a strength. And it's going to fulfill that thing that's burning inside you." Will would have gone your nuts and run the other way, right. but but Hannibal has slowly led him into this place where Will is able to have that conversation, hear what Hannibal said, not instinctively reject it like the rest of us would, but digest it, agree with it, understand it, and then take the next step, which is to consider it, and then ultimately with Randall to do it. Yeah. So I'm saying to you that that. Will is not in charge of anything. He's been led to this place by Hannibal. That's what I'm saying. Well, the theme that they kept on throwing out throughout this entire episode in regards to Will, in regards to Randall, um, in regards sort of to what it is that Lecter does, were three words. It was adapt, evolve, and become. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. It also seems to be, I mean, this this also, there's this, uh, they keep doing this sort of cocoon, this butterfly cocoon analogy, mm-hmm. which sort of takes us all the way back to Silence of the Lambs, you know, you know, it takes us also to a little bit of Princess Dollarhide in um, in Red Dragon, mm-hmm. and then again, this this whole evolving, like this, even with Randall, this whole notion of, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a monster trapped inside a man's body, but now I can become, I can finally realize my full potential by becoming this monster, like physically, there's these, 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 uh, Themes and also the transformation, this whole uh, stag transformation we keep seeing. So the themes are reoccurring about the sort of incubation of whatever is inside of you, and then fully realizing your full potential visually and everything else becoming this monster is something that you know we keep seeing over and over again. I like it. It's good stuff. It's good writing. Stuff. I think they they had to do do good writing on this show. Yeah. This yeah. This, 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 uh, this episode was uh, exquisitely directed and exquisitely written. And I, I I read some people saying I don't know I liked this episode that much because it wasn't much action, but I don't know. Oh. I, 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 like, I mean I and I love the ending. I mean I love I love where Will's gone, where uh, you know that whole even Steven thing yeah. really really is just. It's yeah. a combination of well, Will, yeah, Will did try and get someone to kill Hannibal. Hannibal did try to just get Will killed. 
But at the same time, Hannibal set up Will's first kill, and Will had this desire to kill somebody. So yeah. Hannibal did him a favor, and at the same time, now they're back on an even playing field. Yeah. So there was like a lot there. I, I gotta tell you, Hannibal's face did not look to me like, like a person who was impressed that an equal had brought him a dead body. It yeah. looked very paternal to me. I, I remember the first time mm-hmm. my older daughter yelled back at me. She was in trouble for something, and she turned around, she yelled back. And I was pissed that she yelled back, but I was so secretly proud that she had stood up. I was! <laughs> But I think that's a thing. I think that, and I, I feel I felt very much that same emotion coming out of Hannibal. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm proud of you. And Look we'll, at you. You brought him in dead. Good for you, son. We'll, mm. we'll, we'll transition out here in a second, but I just, because we only got a little more time, but I do want to say that the end scene was, was great. I'm just struck by the nature of this Will Hannibal, how, you know, again, I'm saying how Will is just so blatantly nonchalantly is like yeah dude I tried to kill you and Hannibal's like I know it's cool and then now it's like yeah you tried to kill me yeah no that's crazy huh and then that's now that, that's their thing yeah. and they're totally that's like that, that's a relationship so I'm so curious to see what happens next like mm-hmm. how do they now okay now we try to kill each other and we and we know we, you know we think about each other um, and, we, and we're still friends and and uh, and also um, your patient doctor relationship now do, now what do we do that's that that's fascinating to me mm-hmm. I mean where does this go we know, and then we saw in the previews. Will was alluding to the fact that he killed them with his bare hands, and it, and he liked it, and you know, and they talked about. I think the previews, the NBC promo department again with the like the transformation is complete or something. I think that Sodom. Did you see the preview? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Again, back to the transformation. I'm really interested to see like you know what this is, and I think it has something to do with what like, Hannibal realizing, thinking he's brought Will to this point and being very happy, but we think that Will's gonna do the all. Switch room. Switch room. So we don't know. I, think so. uh, uh, I agree. Do we have any uh, <laughs> uh, any tickety tickety's? Uh, news and gossip ish stuff. News and gossip ish. You need to read all those people that agree with me. All those good folks. <laughs> <laughs> the smart ones. I'm sorry. I just I laughed yes. really loud there. That was way loud. Just because if you actually go on the YouTube page where we do shout outs, I think the first one is actually. I'll read that first one because it was just so funny. Um... I love my iPad uh, on this network. Uh, day fifteen fifty five. Great shows, guys and gals. But Joe has lost his mind on this one. <laughs> Hannibal's got it inside his head. Ha ha. Yes. So uh, thank you, Dave. I'm proven correct. Dave fifteen fifty one. Slade, <laughs> Deathstroke, Raquel Costa, uh, Melina Torres, Taylor S, uh, the Titano. Uh, I believe I said Raquel Costa. Uh, Costa. Uh, Alana V, Nolan Palmer, Sarah Four HP, Maya Larks, Craig Thompson, Dana Smooth, Betsy O, Maya, uh, Misha H J, Sazu One Two Three Four Five Six Seven Eight Nine X One, uh, Crimson King. And that's all I got on this one from the YouTubes. Four. And again, most of, most of them, a lot of them really got into the conversation between Joe and myself. And I, I'd say it's about, it's almost 50 50. I think it sways a little bit more toward my side. I think you might be fantasizing right now. Uh, <laughs> to, to, to one quick thing, if you guys, we've been talking about the possibility of a of a uh, uh, web show, web series with Zeller and oh, Price. Yeah. Uh, there is a web show with, um, with, um, oh my God. Oh. Um, Zeller and Price? Yeah, no. With Scott uh, Thompson and Scott Thompson. Thompson. There it is. Scott Thompson has a web series. It's called uh, Postmortem, Post-mortem. where he interviews people from the show. There's one up right now with, with uh, Brian Fuller that is fantastic, so check that out. I think yeah. it's an NBC page, right? I Postmortem. Think so. anyway, yeah. Google Postmortem. It's pretty funny. Uh, it's pretty cool. Thanks for joining us, Joe. Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on the Twitters <laughs> at Joe Flippo, J O E F L I P O, and on uh, my website is josephsanflippo.com, and with these guys on a bunch of shows here at, uh, at After Buzz. Nando? Uh, you can find me at Nando Vell. 
N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L. Here on those same shows with Joe and Joe and on Orphan Black. And next week, 24 starts. Julia. Uh, find me on Twitter and on Instagram with my name, Julia Carley, J-U-L-I-A-C-E-A-R-L-E-Y. Follow me, please. Uh, thank you for downloading us on iTunes. Thank you for... for um, uh, please for, don't forget to rate us and all that good stuff on YouTube. You can find me, Joe Braswell, at Joe K. Braswell on Twitter and Instagram. We will see you next week, Fanables. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.